Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. This is Dale Jr. and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Outside, door, bumper, clear the 18. Best car ahead here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Woo! Hey everybody, I am TJ Majors, a spotter of the 88 Cup Car, 7 Xfinity, and the 29 Truck, who Brett tried to wreck Friday night. And alongside <laughs> of me is Brett Griffin, who did kind of wreck TJ the other night. Spotter for Elliot Sadler and Clint Boyer, and our lovely co-host. Hey KB. guys, it's KB. Hey guys. Hey guys. Did you Hi really guys. just pump that up? You were not talking like that 20 seconds before that. I did you a shot like, of helium. I need, I need coffee. Hey guys. <laughs> You, I wanted uh, to sound peppy. Did I sound peppy? Did you celebrate Mother's Day? I did celebrate Mother's Day. What'd, what'd you do? You, yeah, what'd you do? All my family came over. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms. Yep. We didn't tell them last week. I know. We were bad. We need to look we at We need to and... remind people of the yeah. upcoming holidays on the weekends. Yeah. Damn producer needs to be aware of that shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Josh. <laughs> blame, blame producer Josh. Yeah. Hashtag. Yeah. I saw your sister. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was in Kansas. Yeah. Josh's sister's hot. Thanks. Yeah, I wasn't gonna say that. <laughs> TJ pointed it out to me. He texts me this picture. He goes, "Man, guess who this girl is?" And I'm like, "I don't know. She's hot." He's like, "It's producer Josh's sister." I'm like, "Yeah, she's one of the millions of listeners." Of yeah, the yeah, well, clear. She, she is gorgeous. Tell, we we need her um, in the studio for a session like to tell needs, some stories on Josh. She needs too. to come in. Yeah, some wear, young stories. Wear a Ray Rice jersey and some really short shorts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's getting cut out. Poor Tara. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're sitting here in the Exalta studio. Yes. And big news, Exalta has reached and passed 20,000 followers on Twitter. Yes. So guess what that means? It means I'm going to win $88,000. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, know. I am a follower, and so we're therefore splitting I am eligible. I can't let all So step one, the follow us to Pocono contest is complete. Now step two, go to PoconoRaceway.com backslash Exalta giveaway and fill out the form. Brett's now drinking officially. We have beer, guys. Yay. And fill out the form to enter for your chance to win $88,000 if Dale Earnhardt Jr. wins the Exalta 400 at Pocono on June 5th. So Free money. Free Free money. Go fill out the form. Don't be lazy. Thanks to One Main for bringing us this show today. Yeah. We got a special segment later with our One Main driver. Sir Elliot Sadler. Yes. Yeah. This is uh what yeah. about when you get when you want all these races here, TJ, does your drivers ever come in and buy lunch for everybody? Um They've done some things here and there. Yeah. We it's, had a hell of a lunch here. I know I missed it. I got too involved in something and I couldn't make it over here, but I'll make the was next it one. That Dungeons and Dragons meeting you were talking about. <laughs> it was. We don't call it that. We call it D and D. Even worse. <laughs> we caught that. Jeez. Oh. Dude, my, the a Pokemon fan club had a meeting and I couldn't miss it. Yeah. <laughs> Is that still a thing? I was Pokemon. I was in the middle of doing my my work, you know, working out in my. What are them guys that dress all in them colors and dance around and stuff? The color run. Uh, no. no, it's a cartoon. The Wiggles? Oh. Ooh, was that what they were? <laughs> Teletubbies. Teletubbies. Oh, Brenda Gaunt. Yeah. I think Brenda Gaunt looks like a Teletubby. <laughs> he does, Brenda actually. Ga- Brenda Gaunt looks like a Teletubby. He does. If you put him in like span, like tight clothing. Who's putting him in tight clothing? I don't know. I but... dreamed about it. <laughs> what are you weird. drinking yeah, before I don't bed? know. You, you must eat, <laughs> you must eat the same stuff Dale Jr. does for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Chris, are you still single? We got to we got to dip into this because we're getting a lot of yeah, tweets about it. Yeah, we are. All the Lots. 
yeah, T-shirts I'm are being made. Ish. What's what's dating ish. like these ish. days? As being a single girl, because ish. I see all these apps and on all this. Like, yeah, what's dating actually it's like? It's terrifying. Yeah, it's like really. It makes me anxious. You're like seven foot tall. How is it terrifying? Also, I imagine your issues, imagine so. your date. <laughs> so so tell tell me like how do you how do you meet a guy now? You can't. I can't. I'm on the road. Yeah, uh, I'm in the office really generally. I'm in the office two days a week. You get your comp day, and then you head out onto the road, and you have Sunday off, right? So Sunday. <laughs> so you're gonna stay single. So unless you guys find me someone as who's long as you work six here. foot five. Listen, she had nothing attractive. to do last weekend. Yeah. Just think, if TJ and I were single, and you didn't have anything against guys that have a lot of neck hair, which TJ has, <laughs> yeah, I do. Or if you didn't have anything against guys with a gap front tooth deal going on, <laughs> like we we could be I your guy. I think it's cute. Just just think, we could be her guy. Yeah. Both of you? That's what Isn't I was going to say. <laughs> we got a chicken fight to be tall as you are, so yeah. Now I'm sweating. Can someone, oh, oh, I hit myself just shot face. at us. <laughs> Get someone to what, the air reason? conditioning on. It's, it's actually kind of cold in here. Is it? Yes. I think yeah. I'm just flustered. Well, that's because you're wearing a sweater for December. Yeah. Okay. Know, you know what? My clothes are never good enough for you. Why I didn't don't say you they pick out my outfit enough. for next Tuesday, and that's what I'll wear. Okay. <laughs> it's got to cover most of my body. I think he likes body paint. Uh, yeah. They have oh. a new show. Did you see that new show? Why don't we have you body painted? That'll be your clothing. We'll yeah. put you in like corduroy sprayed on pants. <laughs> do you like? Do you go to Exalta and just get like a five-gallon barrel of paint to do that? Or? I bet they do have some body paint. We got to check into that. Yeah, it's a good idea. We should run a body paint paint scheme on the 88. Think of all these fans body painted I'm, up in the stands. I'm worried about it. I'm worried about it going to like crew guys and spotters and stuff. Get over here. We got to paint your clothes on today. <laughs> That'd go well. Yeah, I don't need to be doing that. Uh, Jeez. All right. So, Kansas. Kansas. Did you finish 37th? <laughs> no, I finished. What an asshole that guy is. I finished 19th. <laughs> Could have ran a little better 19th. Probably had one call that should have gone our way but didn't. But, man, I mean. Overall, we had a better car than we've had. And the truck race was crazy. Uh, dude, they're all crazy. You don't do truck races. I do. Yeah. <laughs> they're all like that. Mile and a half are all like that. That's why they took away the qualifying for them. That's why they're single truck because we'd, we'd all sit there at the end of pit road until the last 45 seconds of qualifying and then take off, and hopefully you got the draft and you were the last one to cross the line. Right. So That's a good, um, good package for them. Yeah, it's fun. Obviously, you got guys that can get runs, and they uh, make it exciting. Yeah. So. I don't think I don't think um you know I, I thought it was a great race so what about the cup race Man it was I I think we're going too fast in the center of the corner with We are brought. carrying a lot of speed in the center of the corner and for when sure you're, When you're going that fast in the center of the corner you can't pass Yeah it's I mean it's really really hard you got your cars have to be really really good Yeah. and there's only there was probably only there was probably three or four really good cars and we know who they were the yeah. ones that are always fast at mile and a half and yeah. it was hard we we came from the back numerous times, and uh, we finally got up into the top six or so. And after a pit stop, we got up there, and um, we uh, had a we left a lug nut off the left front. It fell off, so we had to come back down, and that put us back to like twenty third. Yeah, and that was with like sixty to go. So since I wrecked you on uh, on Friday night, I'll you let did. You, I let you go Saturday. Dude, night. your guy drove your Clint drove Tyler like a tool. He was coming down the track to. He was coming down the track off the corner to get in his door. What well, I think. I think the problem is he knew how sideways you were on the exit. Did he so, want to so, wreck? So he was like, "Man, this guy can't pass me. He's too loose." He must have wanted to wreck. I mean, if that's me and I'm gonna spin out, I'm just gonna take him with me. I mean, I would. If a guy's gonna do that, I'm just not. I'm not gonna try to stay off. I'm like Tyler did. I'm gonna turn right and take him with me. I would. But I mean, it was a fun race either way. I mean, it was a. I thought, I mean, truck race was really good. Yeah, it was It was fun. <laughs> it looked like the spotter go-kart race coming up. Yeah, next week. Hopefully, me and you next get week front we row practice. again. Yeah, next week we practice, and then the next week we – You guys practice for that? Go after it. We oh, have like a test it. session. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah, are you yeah. laughing at? We race, girl. <laughs> it's like serious? Nah, I mean, partially. I mean, it's pretty serious. I mean, you don't want to lose. That's why I lost all this weight because if you're fat, <laughs> it's you're at a major disadvantage. Yeah, I mean odds That's are when you add weights to the, your competitors. We did add, we had, we actually did weight up. Well, you do weight up, but it still is in the bottom of the seat, uh, so it's lower center of gravity. It's not as much as a guy weighing two sixty, and they only weighed it up like two twenty. So I mean, we can't we can't just 
drive around with a block of lead on our heads. I mean, yeah. we got to put it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> hey, I didn't need all them burgers when I was younger. Fairness, it was when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously Josh isn't going to get on a go-kart and be a rocket shit. You know what I mean? I mean. <laughs> I got. Can you fit what, in a what cart? Are you, what are you trying to say? A guy like me catching. Super tall. We would catch. I would catch you on that straightaway at GoPro, and I literally, you would probably pull me like five miles an hour faster yeah. with the. You'd be like, you like punch a hole like a truck in the air, man. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. And it's like he has forty less horsepower, and they're only like five yeah. horsepower cars. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. If it you could get rolling and keep your momentum up, you'd be fine. But then there's always the corners, and that's when you know. Do you guys wreck each other? Yeah. You know, I mean, not you yeah. don't really yeah, wreck no. each other. You're going fast enough there where you don't really, you yeah. don't really want to wreck each other. I mean, there's bumping and stuff, but you're going fast enough there that can people come watch? Yes. No, it's it's close. It's per, close it's called to the, the public. Little 600. Yes, yes. It's, I want to come. We are going there. We and, we um, open it and then the cup drivers come and run it after we'll, we run it. We'll have details when we get closer too. Yeah, we'll yeah. give yeah. them. We'll let you know when this is getting ready to kick off because yeah. it's during during uh, Charlotte weeks too. Yeah. So fans in the area can come. That's and, cool. Yeah. And I'm actually uh I'm actually the inaugural winner inaugural of that winner. event. Yeah, and last year is when they I didn't go to the inaugural year. Oh yeah, dude, that's when I bounced. That's when me and you started on the go. front row. Yeah. <laughs> and last year is when they when I left for the heat races. I yeah. qualified first, and then I had left for the heat race because of the birth of Brad's child there. Yeah. And uh, I came back for the race, and they made me start in the back. You gotta get a waiver, man. It's like NASCAR. That's crazy, you man. Get a waiver. I thought uh, the house car got a. I thought the house cart got yeah. free roll. No free so, roll. All right. So, spot on, spot off this week. What do you have? Martin Truex Jr.'s luck in 2016, or shall we say or in lack general. thereof. In general. Yeah. Spot on, spot off, his luck. Man, I feel like – I feel bad if you say, like, spot on to that. I mean, I feel bad because he's, he's been so fast so many times. And if, you know, if a three-legged deer crosses the track, he's going to hit it. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's just his luck. I, I don't know what the guy has to do. He is driving he is driving race winning races. Part like he is driving you know, driving or making race winning drives and just things not in his control. And it's not really the crew chief's fault all the time. I mean, you can't control stuff that happens like that. We had a we had a lug nut come off. He had a loose wheel. We've had plenty of loose wheels. It's just part of yeah. the sport. Yeah. It's got to be a – you've got to have the complete package, and it's just always something seems to bite him. But Who he, is his spotter? Um, Clayton. Yeah, Clayton Hughes. Um, it, it, He just – you know, it'll turn for him. He just needs to keep digging. It'll, it'll come around for him. He'll win more races. But, you know, there you go is – I feel so bad for him. His luck is definitely spot off. The fact that he's in this car, though, is spot on. You know, this car was – these guys originally went hard after Juan Pablo Montoya to get him in this car. And and Martin was becoming a free agent as a result of, of Napa leaving Michael Waltrip Racing at kind of at the same time. And Juan Pablo decided that that car didn't pay what he wanted to make as a driver, so he wouldn't do it. So he went back to IndyCar, which opened the door for Martin to get the seat. Um, I bet Juan Montoya is kicking his ass right now for not staying here and, and being in a race-winning car because at the end of the day, these guys want to be able to win races. So – uh, Martin's contract's up at the end of this year, which I think is weird because he's running so well. I mean, he's dominating these mile-and-a-half downforce tracks. So I hope Furniture Row locks him up, locks him up for a long time because man, yeah. he, he's he's just, he's faster than anybody else right now. So that that's pretty cool how that started. Regan was competitive in that car for when they started, for what they had. Yeah. Won Darlington. Um, you know, Regan did really good in that car, and then Kurt got in it, and then, you know, they, they started getting more speed, more speed, and then Martin – um, you know, Martin comes over there, and and I didn't, I wasn't sure which way it was going to go. It was either going to get worse yeah. or it was going to get better. And they've actually they've taken the next step and and become a a huge contender each week. Yeah, you don't you don't look at a team like Furniture Row and think, okay, they're running really well with Chevrolet. They're going to make a manufacturer switch and continue to run well. They're running even better, which tells you that Toyota is putting in more resources right now, probably than any other manufacturer. Mm-hmm which will raise the bar for other manufacturers. I mean, you're, you're going to see – I think the biggest silly season moves this year may not be drivers. It may be manufacturers because they got to get their self in line to be able to run with Toyota right, right now. Right, right. Spot on, spot off. Johnny Sauter calls Ben Rhodes a blind bozo. Uh, I'm going spot off because Johnny Sauter has hit more stuff and wrecked more cars than – three-legged deer? Yes, he I've is. never seen a three-legged deer. What is that? What does that I don't, say? Is that deer from with, Buffalo? They make no, prosthetics a, for deer. It's a three-legged deer. I don't know. He got hit once. Maybe he lived. I don't know. So <laughs> seen two-legged deer. 
What? Oh, that's a rough one there. <laughs> like front and back? Yeah. Well, you can't, obviously. <laughs> Is that a joke I'm supposed to get? Not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> not if you're not a hunter. <laughs> okay. Are you a hunter? Are no. you hot again? She is. She's over that that, that I can just noise. Take my sweater off. That easy. That noise <laughs> is her fanning herself over there. Yes, just it so is. everybody knows here. Anyway, uh, Johnny Sauter has had many run-ins that he's self-inflicted himself. So I don't. I mean, I don't really feel too bad that he. Uh, you know, I mean, Ben was going for the win. He left the door open. Ben stuck it in there. Yeah, spot on for the comment because I love this kind of stuff. Uh, I was watching. Yeah, oh yeah, I do too. I never spot with binoculars at mile and a half tracks, and because we were racing so wildly, I had to put binoculars up, and I literally was <laughs> saying on, on Clint's truck channel, he's going to wreck him, he's going to wreck him, and I knew he was going to wreck him because, one, Johnny left the door open, and two, after he left it open, he decided to close it. So yeah. that, was, that was a racing deal, but the Bozo comment is spot on. I love it. Yeah, I don't. When Dale Jr. called uh, Tabo down a cue, cue ball headed, headed fool, fool or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, man, I love when people get out and that raw motion comes through. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad you can always, you can always bet on when you go to Martinsville. You can always bet on. You should do a Martinsville truck race because Sauter is always mad after the Martinsville race. Yeah. Unless he wins, he is he's mad. mad. Yeah, which I like. I mean, it's cool. You know, he's gonna have. It brings uh, the feistiness, but yeah. You make your own luck in racing. When you swerve to the bottom on the backstretch, then go up and try to hit your entry. Yeah. And you got a kid that's never won a truck race. It's, then you leave the door open. What do yeah. you expect him to do? Be a bozo. You, you know how. <laughs> you know how to fix that. Yeah. You go in. You go in the corner in that lane. He's not going to get around you. No. You know. Yeah. So. What you got next? William Byron steals the truck win after a crazy finish. Spot on. Spot off. Uh, spot on. He was in the right position, but. My thing is, is it sounds he, like an 18th century poet's name. It does. William Byron. Byron. Yeah. <laughs> you think he can write poetry? I don't know. That's Are a, you? I, I mean, don't like poetry. I don't okay. understand it. Carry on. Is he old enough? <laughs> right. For you? I I I don't. That's what I was wondering here. What are we getting at? William. Oh, I love that name. Ooh, William. <laughs> I, who is William Byron? Where did he come I'm from? I'm googling him. He used to drive William. here. Oh, he did. Del Junior's late models. Oh. Yeah, cool. him and Josh Berry drove him. Then oh, he, went to, the Canon, he okay. went to the Canon. He went to the Canon. He's series. eighteen. Yes. Oh, he's a teeny Byron. one. His name just sounds like uh, sounds hot to you. No, <laughs> you like it. All right. Anyway, you like it when you call him Willie. <laughs> <laughs> Big Willie style. Uh. So, did you see the restart? That last restart on the front stretch for the truck race. Yeah, he made a huge mistake. On the front row. Right. He went to the, all the way to the wall to block somebody when nobody has really made passes up there. And that opened up the bottom right. for Johnny and the 41 to actually get by. And yep. he was going to finish third yep. and let, without the other two. So he made a huge mistake. And I think a lot of people overlooked that because he got the win still. I mean, I'd take a win either way you can get it. But, you know, he uh, he's driving. F- he's fast and he's good. Um, He's going to win a lot more races. Yeah, for sure. Post-race tech, spot on, spot off. This is cup. cup. Yeah. This or is sprint cup post-race. Or any of it. It could go to any of it, but it, it just hasn't really went it down could. to them levels yet. It could. So, I, I got to tell you this. I am on my way to the airport. When the race is over for me, I say check a flag, I pack up my bag, and I leave. Mm-hmm. I've had enough. Oh, no, you don't pack. You're off the roof where you pack your I bag I jump up. off the roof. <laughs> I actually have a fireman's pole I slide down to beat traffic. <laughs> so, I'm on my way to the airport. My phone rings. It's a driver. And he says, man, did you see all that stuff going on after the race? And I said, no. He said, guys were on purpose hitting the wall down the backstretch. They're doing all the swerving bullshit, you know, to, to get, to get their cars back right mm-hmm. to get through LIS, which is laser inspection tech, basically. And so I'm like, man, are you serious? And so he goes on to give me car numbers and details. And so guys were blatantly on purpose banging the wall. Yeah. Uh, that and before the race – um, there was some swerving going on with the apron folding stuff out and stuff. I mean, it's crazy what what is kind of coming to. We're gonna have to start policing the the cool down laps, man. You can't, you know, even that. And you know, I'm, I'm I don't I think Kyle blew that tire on purpose. I do. I mean, that dude's done how many burnouts has he done in his career? You can't destroy a car that much and it not be on purpose. I mean, you're blowing I, yeah. through the crush panels. You're blowing through the sheet. That's panel. a race-winning car, and you just ripped the whole side of it. It needs a whole door, a bumper. A, I mean, you just destroyed the whole back half of the car because you won the race. 
Um, you would think you would think they would want to keep that car in good shape. Yeah. The only re- there's only one reason why you do that, yeah. and that's to destroy anything that can possibly be, you know, checked or or you're worried about. I so. don't. Know, it just seems like we're at a point where, just like with some other things, save us from ourselves. Like NASCAR has almost got to look at this and say, okay. These guys need intervention, and I saw where a senior person was quoted as saying, "We didn't, we didn't perceive Kyle's burnout to be over the top and something that he was trying to avoid." Tech. Well, what else was he doing? Yeah, you don't, you don't tear up a race-winning race car. It's not the first win of his career. It's not a Daytona 500. It's not Homestead. Ten years ago, if that thing didn't have a scratch on it, you did. If it was that fast, you didn't want to tear it up. No. You wanted to wipe it off and run it again the next week. No. But these guys are, you know, these guys are going back and redoing the bodies every time. I mean, that's not as important now. It's just the 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 integrity of the win, the integrity of the finish. And we yeah. see it after qualifying with a swerve, and now we're seeing it after the race, guys hitting the wall on purpose, guys tearing a right. I mean, I don't know. It's getting out of control. What do yeah. you mean? Like like TJ and I were talking about this week via text messaging. I mean, the one car gets a penalty for for his, his crew guy bumping into the yeah, door. Yeah, right. body slammed the door, and they had to take the side window out and actually get in there and beat it back out. Okay, so Jamie McMurray has a, has a huge penalty, basically ruins his night. And and yet we we let yeah. this kind of stuff go on like it's almost antics. Like I'm just we should just all build cheated up cars and destroy them after the race and you know tow them into victory lane. Yeah, you know it's it's I don't know I don't. It's it's really hard for the for the small teams to figure out how to compete with the big teams who are able to figure out how to do it all because the small teams don't have 30 engineers mm-hmm. and two aerodynamicists and all these other tools to say, hey, here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to do it. And once this thing is over, we need you guys as drivers to do this so that we can still cover it up. That's yeah. that's what it looks like for me from the spotter stand. Yeah, I, that, I mean – and it's not no rookie winning some race and really excited about the first time. Oh, Kyle won his first time win at Kansas. I mean, yeah. really? Yeah. Kyle's won how many races? He's won everywhere but Pocono and Charlotte. Has he won a truck race at Kansas before? I don't know, but I'm telling you, in a cup car, he's won everywhere but Pocono and Charlotte. That's pretty impressive. But yeah. let's celebrate like it's our first win ever. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I'm not buying yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not buying it either. Yeah. Sorry. Spot on, spot off. Brett's jorts. Dude, I, I'm, spot I'm, on. I get it on. I spot on them. I was going to wear them today, and then Josh scheduled a meeting with Joe, and then then Josh yeah. scheduled a lunch meeting with Aaron. So mm-hmm. I had to actually look professional, and, and now I'm in here drinking a beer. I needed my jorts. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't even – I don't own jorts, and I don't care to see any man in jorts. So. We're, I'm going to wash them a bunch and get them real I was going to say bottom. you need to, like, take a lighter to the bottom and, yeah. like, get them all, like – Wash it. Wash you've it. Made, you've yeah. made these before. I have. I'm a girl. Yeah. I'm well, maybe you should just wear jorts to the next show. All right. Is that what you'd like? Is next that the week, outfit? You yeah. My jorts and a tank top. Okay. Next week you and I are wearing jorts. And we're going to we're going to Instagram it. We're going to yeah. the right word or IG. Snapchat it. Yeah, we Snapchat don't need try anything better than your pajamas or robe here. <laughs> Josh, you wearing jorts next week? Uh probably not. You're like 68, man. A good pair of cut-off jorts and cowboy boots. You look great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> you look good. Yeah. <laughs> so, Brett had a chance to catch up with Elliot Sadler last week, the driver of the number one one-main Chevrolet for Junior Motorsports, and they chatted after our victory lunch here in the shop. So, we have an exclusive interview with Elliot Sadler on his Talladega win. All right. So, for the first time on Door Bumper Clear, we've got a special guest with us. Uh, it just so happens this week, it's our winning one-main driver, Elliot Sadler. Elliot, Elliot, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, man. Glad to be here. I heard you've been listening to us, man. What do you think? Well, look, I, I do love the show, and I love the insight, and I love how you and TJ pick at each other the whole time. But the coolest thing about what I heard last week was you going through what was going through your mind at the end of the race and the decision being made and how everything was working. So, I was like, man, I'd like to be a part of that. Yeah, that'd be cool. But you guys give great insight, so definitely a good show. It was cool. So they've heard my take on the last couple laps, and then the eight minutes of waiting. What What was your take on it? How how did you get ready for that? Did it go the way you planned? And what what did you think during that laps? Yeah, so I got very fortunate. You know, one thing about restricted plate racing, a lot of things got to go your way. And uh, I made a move there towards the end of the race, and and kind of got left out on the outside, and we failed all the way to pretty much last. And we were riding around, and, and we were trying to figure out, are they going to wreck? Are they not going to wreck? If I do decide to go forward, what line am I going to get in? So all that's going through my head. So I picked the top line for a little bit, then snuck to the middle lane, and, and then kind of wedged my way up through. I was very aggressive, bumping 
a lot because I think you have to do that in, the, in these Xfinity cars to, to make gains on the racetrack. So I was being very aggressive and just kind of got myself kind of in the right line. And when the caution came out where we could restart third, really felt like I was in a good position and, and very fortunate, again, that Justin was behind me, my teammate. Him being behind me on the restart made it where I could be more aggressive, maybe be, take more of a chance because I felt like he was not going to hang me out to dry. When, when, you, when you restart fifth, a lot of things got to happen for you to win, and I think he understood that, that his best chance of winning was to push me and stay with me. We get to the front stretch and then every, every man for himself. And so I felt like I could make some moves and do some things there. And uh, I got really loose off of turn two uh, after we took the white flag. Um, Justin let me back in line, and we kind of got a really good push down the back stretch. And in my head, I had thought under the caution, we restart third. In my head, my plan was to push Joey out as far as I could away from everybody else. Let He and I clear everybody. Hopefully everybody behind us is stacked up two by two. Then I can make a move and nobody could catch us. So that's my plan. So going into turn three, got a really good push from Justin. I got a really good push into Joey, kind of got us all clear. So then it was how late do I wait before I make a move? So I waited to uh, till we got to the trioval, kind of where it's starting, and I felt like it'd be harder for him to block there than anywhere else on the track. So I waited till he started turning his car, then I started drifting up some, thinking I could ease out beside him and, and, and side draft him. When I eased up, he, he made a really aggressive move up. So his momentum was going up. So as he was going up, I turned down, and I think that he tried to really turn it really hard, really fast. I mean, he had to to try to block me. His second attempt to His block His second him. attempt to block me. He did a great job blocking high, but he made a huge uh, attempt to go high. So as I turned down, I think the part with me turning down, taking a little air for spoiler, and then him having to make a really aggressive turn, and he just got loose and, and got into the side of us. So uh, he blocked me once very good, but was not able to block us twice. And then, of course, when the caution came out, we were where we needed to be ahead of the field, and it all worked out. So it's a lot going on there at the end of the race. Not only what's going on in front of you, but obviously what's going on behind you. Yeah. What, what was the waiting period like from the checkered flag until the, until the announcement? <laughs> so, all right, so the race is over with. And then I didn't even think about when they threw the caution because I'm just trying to get to the checkered flag, get to the checkered flag. So um, when you said, hey, man, they threw the caution, I think we were ahead when the caution came out. I hadn't even really thought about it. So I thought, oh, so we won? And you were like, well, we don't know. You know, NASCAR's <laughs> looking at it. So, you know, come down and get your spoiler check. And I'm like, uh-uh, I'm staying out here. If, yeah. if there's a possibility we won, I'm staying on the racetrack. Right. So I pull up to the start-finish line. At one time, my car chief, Tyler, is going, hey, man, where are you at? NASCAR is looking for you. And I'm like, I'm, dude, I'm sitting on the start-finish line. I'm yeah. not moving until they tell me what's going on. Right. And, and just listening to you guys try to explain to me by the video and uh, if, if we were ahead or not. So I was sitting there, and so many things were running through my mind. One, I had to keep my helmet on. It's hot inside the car, okay? Yeah. So I'm sitting out there with the car not running. But i got to keep my helmet on and my, so my earplugs are plugged in so I can hear if we won the race or not. Right. So I'm sitting out there in a the hot car, but I'd already unbuckled, got my gloves off just in case. But it's weird. I don't know how long we sat out there. I mean, Josh said eight minutes. All right, eight lot. minutes. Okay. It felt like 30 minutes, yeah. you know, but – all the emotion, all the things go through your head. Oh, man, if we won, this is so cool. It's my birthday. My family's here. All our sponsor people are here from one main. I mean, this is just a cool way to do it. I hadn't won in, you know, a couple years and just a first win with Dale and Kelly. And so you're going through all that like this could be. And then on the flip side, God, we're so close. And, man, we were so close at Daytona. And, man, I don't know if I can take this. We were in the right place at the right time. So you're going through this whole, you know, windy snake light of, of emotions and it just seemed like it took forever. Yeah. So um, a lot was going through my mind, good and bad. Right. Like how cool this could be to, man, oh, man, how close this could be. Right. Where does this win rank, man? Honestly, to me, it's very high. I mean, I, I got, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be in double-digit wins in the NASCAR world. And to me, to, to win in this situation on that particular day with all the stuff uh, that was going on. Yes, it was my birthday. First time uh, my wife and both my kids are with me at Victory Lane. First time the CEO of One Main is at a racetrack and he gets to come to Victory Lane. First time winning a race uh, with Dale and Kelly and Junior Motorsports, who's giving me this great opportunity. First win for Kevin, who's never been a crew chief before till, till this year, my, my crew chief. So all those things stacked on top, I would say it'd have to be uh, this win and, of course, the, the Bristol win with, with, with the Wood Brothers would be probably some of my – 
uh, two biggest wins I've had in my re- career just because there's so much riding on it. It puts us in the chase. You know how cool it is? We, we've been talking – to be a part of Chase already, we don't have to worry about this the rest of the year. We can kind of be reckless and throw caution to the wind and take chances now. So just so many things will built onto this one day of racing. And honestly, and I don't know how to, how you guys will take this, I honestly felt like I had to win that race. Right. I really did. Just coming into that week, I'd already told Kevin, we're either winning or I'm turning the car all two pieces. You I'd did both. T- <laughs> and I, I ended up doing both, which is crazy about it. But I just felt like it was so much riding on that one race. It was a huge relief to to, to get it done. Yeah, I got to ask you this, man. Knowing your dad is your biggest fan, yeah. also your biggest critic, when's the first time you talk to him and what did he say? So the coolest thing about living in a small town is so we, we, we won the race. We did all the victory lane stuff, went to the media center. We actually had a cookout at my bus. So we decide, we fly home late Saturday night. So I flew home, and my wife tells me, she says, I think your mom and dad are going to meet us here at the airport when we land. Right. So we won't land until like 10, 15, like a little bit after 10 at home. Well, we land at the airport. It's cars everywhere, people everywhere at the airport. I mean, it's 40, 50 people hanging out at the airport. Right. A lot of my closest friends. That's the whole town of Emporia. The whole town of Emporia. <laughs> it's like 40, 50 people there that had already coordinated with you and Joe and everybody that, that were there. But my dad actually came up to me crying. Right. And you know my dad. He's not an emotional person at all. He's cut and dry and and straight laced, but he was just crying and talking about how good we did and how proud he was of me. And, you know, so he he is a huge fan of the sport and and, and what we do and also a huge critic. So it was pretty cool for him to be there and be that emotional. That's cool, man. Kind of last thing here. You just had your first beer toast at JRM. You pranked Kevin for JRM 360. <laughs> Man, how much fun was that lunch? All right, look, I got to tell the whole story because I told Mike Davis this. So last week I watched JRM 360 of when they got Dave uh, last week for Dale Jr. winning the race at Richmond. Right. So they get him with the water cooler. I did not know they did that. Okay, I didn't. I don't know how long they've been doing it. I don't know. Mike started it this year. All right, okay. Well, he, all right, well, no he, wonder. Said, he said, football, they do the head coach from now on in racing. We're going to do the crew chief. Okay, well, so we we watched that. And I showed my wife. I said, is this cool or what? And I know they have a beer toast. Everybody drinks a beer, and you give a toast. And so the water cooler, I think that is awesome for a crew chief. That is really neat. So that was kind of like one of the biggest things I was looking forward to. The win is how fun – Junior Motorsports makes it for everybody, everybody involved. So today we had the luncheon. We brought in Bill Ellis Barbecue, which I thought was cool. We had the beer toast for everybody. We got to ring the bell and shake hands, and we all got to give a speech. But I think dumping the the water cooler on Kevin's head was probably – because I was so envious of it last week. Like, that is so cool for Dave and his guys. Yeah. So the way they share the win here is – and I've been with a lot of race teams in my career – is better than any race team I've been a part of. It's awesome. Thanks for coming on, man. Every time you win, we'll have you on. All right. I love – yep. Have me on, buddy. All right. This is Elliot Sattler, driver of the number one one main Chevrolet for JR Motorsports. Come on out to Dover International Speedway on Saturday, May 14th, where I will be signing autographs at the one main booth in the fan zone at 10 a.m. Check out onemainracing.com for all the information. Look forward to seeing you there. Holla. Here we go. Here all we right, go. fast lane. Rebuttal. All right, you each get 30 seconds to respond to my question, and the first person who went gets a rebuttal. Ready? No. Brett, you're going first. I am. No. Stop it. I'm ready. With 27 laps to go, Hamlin gets aggressive at Kansas and goes three wide three wide into turn three. Denny caused Brad to wreck, and then he wrecked into Larson and collected Joey. Do you think this move was too aggressive at that point in the race, or do you just have to go for it? Brett. Denny Hamlin won the Daytona 500. When you win the Daytona 500, you're locked into the chase. You have a signature win. It gives you the opportunity to race more aggressively throughout the year to get ready for the chase. With 27 to go, what does Denny Hamlin have to lose? It's unfortunate he collected these other guys, but he should have gone for it. Uh, I agree. I agree all three of those or four of those guys should have went for it. None of them were leading all night. And the only chance they have at winning that race is getting out front and getting the clean air and holding the people off. So I, I there's, man, I loved it. I don't any of one of them. It's not just Denny. Any of them guys could have caused that wreck, and I'd have been perfectly fine with it because they're trying. They know if they get out front, they could possibly win the race. So I think uh, I think it's awesome to see them guys do that. 
TJ doesn't even like Denny, so for him to say that that move was okay means it <laughs> was something. O- means it was okay. I, I, I hey. just want to. It's my thirty seconds. I just want to say this. <laughs> what surprised me ding, about it was ding, ding, ding. these cars have so much side force now. The fact that Brad lost it and then Denny on top of that lost it. I was like, man, we need more of this. We need guys going for it, showing how on edge they are, and ultimately losing control of the car because these guys keep saying how hard they are to drive. We'll prove it. They proved it. Hey, real quick here before we go to the you next one. You don't have a rebuttal. No, this is – how about – Yeah, your 30 seconds are done. How much cooler would the cup race be if we could get runs on tracks like that, like the trucks? Well, it would be great, but but it's just they, – they tried to create that balance last year mm-hmm. when we went to Michigan and Indy with that aero yeah. package, and it sucked. I know, but what about doing it a different way? I, I, I'm not saying that there's not a way, but when NASCAR – What about that wicker on the top or something? Well, what we had last year was NASCAR – proposed two things they yeah. proposed a rules package that the garage came out with which we ran at kentucky which and was we're phenomenal. fine-tuning right now and then they proposed a, a rules package that they themselves came out with and it sucked nobody passed anybody yeah. at, at indy or michigan so they were going for that irl yeah. look at fontana they were going for that trade <clears throat> that truck race look at kansas they couldn't figure out how to do it so it wasn't aggressive enough obviously the old school racing is cars moving around low downforce soft tire we had all that at Kansas. We just didn't have the tire to go with it. Yeah, they, it was just too fast, too. But I'm telling you, man, a cup race like that, oh, oh that would be so much fun. Yeah, you put 40 guys in a truck, 40 cup drivers in a truck race, it, it would be a hell of a show. Yeah, But they can't get it, – it's different with cars. They can't it is get very different. Right. We're just too, and way faster, too. So we're going so damn fast. I mean, we're running 200 miles an hour we versus are. 180. NASCAR and Charlotte Motor Speedway announced changes to the format of the All-Star Race. Before the last segment, there will be a random pill draw to determine if the top 9, 10, or 11 cars will be forced to make a four-tire pit stop. Your thoughts on the format? You know, when I first read it, I was like, what is this? And the more I thought about it, the more that it's going to be interesting. It's going to be real interesting. I think uh, I think you can still win it from there, but it's going to matter if you get an outside lane restart or, or uh, you know, something like that. You need to roll on that restart. I've read it ten times and I'm still saying, "What is this?" I don't, man. I'm not buying into this thing at all. It, it's it's more gimmicks for trying to put on a show. And man, I'm not staying out there on thirty lap tires because I know I'm going to either get wrecked or I'm certainly not going to win. I'm not going to embarrass myself. I, I would pit anyway and just start twelfth and and eat my medicine. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm all for mixing it up, so this might not be the answer, but at least it's uh, it's going to be exciting. I mean, they're going to have to be weaving in and out of cars, and you never know. They might get held up a little bit, and it's going to put somebody like Almendinger or somebody in that area is going to be up front, and if they can get in clean air and drive away, they might not be caught. No, it's going to be a hell of a show. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I love the Sprint All-Star Race. It's my favorite race of the year. Is it really? Dude, it's short. Mm-hmm. It's a sense of urgency. <laughs> Are you even in it? Not this year. I was the last. No wonder you love it. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I'll win again. Uh, I won and raced in, but man, it, it Sprint does a phenomenal job activating their yeah, sponsorship. And this is my favorite race. If if I you know were a first time fan going to a race, this is the one I'd want to mm-hmm. go to. We have seen heat racing at Bristol and Richmond. It was not overly impressive. Do you think the heat races will be better this weekend at Dover with it being a quote-unquote bigger version of Bristol? Brett? I I wish I could say that these heat races are going to be better. They're going to be even less entertaining than probably what we've seen because there's a couple things that that tell me this. Number one, Dover is even faster than the other two tracks. So if you have a problem, the, the problem will result in a catastrophic you know, injury to your car, you won't be able to race. You don't yeah. wreck at Dover and not hit something. You don't wreck at Dover and not destroy your car. So because of that, they're going to have to be safe. Number two, you, you got a lot of guys that, that need to do well here to get back on track. Yeah, I think the faster we are going, the less entertaining these heat races are going to be. Unless it's a Talladega or Daytona, that would probably be pretty exciting. But it's going to be – it's going to be – I mean, I don't think it's going to be good. With you put the fastest cars up front, they're just going to get singled out after the first couple corners, and you might have one or two position changes. But after that, it's going to be single file. And I, I mean, makes for a shorter race, but I don't know. I just, I'm not a huge fan of it. Keselowski invented his format for the All Star Race. Here's my format for Dover: draw from a from a box or peel where you're going to start. Make the heat race be ten laps. These guys will get after it. We'll see a show. I want a World of Outlaws format. Draw your pill, start your heat race, line up yep, the race. No reason to qualify. Yeah. No reason. 
Well, you still qualify in the Outlaws, but um, that sets the mains. But there's more than yeah, two. That sets the heat races. Yeah, kind of. That sets yeah. the heat races. I don't know. NASCAR is currently searching <clears throat> for a new sponsor for the Cup Series. Who would you like to see as the new sponsor, and why, TJ? Oh man, uh, I don't know. I, any anybody that comes in gets you know it's a, it's a big it's a big deal. They get a lot of a lot of. Um, publicity and it's just a, it's a big deal i hope it's somebody fun that really likes you know i think once they get in and, and start to see what the race community is all about they will for sure see the value in it and, and enjoy it but it, you know a lot of people don't understand what our sport's all about and, and i think once they get in there and you know hopefully it's somebody fun that like sprint's been awesome with it i look at winston who was the first sponsor and did a phenomenal job, but they were catering to a, a, a redneck crowd, if mm-hmm. you will. Then you look at Nextel coming in, which gets bought out by Sprint. What a great marketing savvy brand to take this thing to, to a different level, just from a marketing standpoint. They didn't have the tobacco restrictions. So who would I like to see the third one? I would love to see a big candy sponsor, somebody that That's can, can market from 8 to 80, because we don't always see a big marketing breadth when, when you look at the sports. So I'd love to see a big marketing candy company. What do you think, like Fun Dip? <laughs> fun dip. <laughs> Forgot about that. Big League Fun Dip. Fun dip yeah. Series. Big League Chew. Yeah. Um, what about those ring pops? I mean, think about think about Kit Kat, Starburst. Yeah. I mean, oh, just... Mini Starburst. All yeah. those things are so good. Man, you know, Jolly Ranchers. Any Jolly Rancher stuff. Cup. <laughs> we put vodka in it. Like, this This is getting yeah. better. Yeah. Well, we better go to the next one. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> Kristen, what would you like to see for the yeah. title sponsor? You're a marketing lady. Talk to us. <laughs> no, I think, hey, yeah, you definitely happy. need someone. You hit it on the head. <laughs> the eight, what? <laughs> Inside joke. Yeah, I'll tell you later. Like, we'll way show, we'll later. Like, off picture. the air later? Yeah, later. Yeah, like. <laughs> no, Brett hit it on the head. You need someone that can get the breadth of 8 to 80. You definitely need to bring in the new fans while still catering to the fans that have been there with you forever who are in the 40 to 60 age range. So you can't yeah. alienate those fans, but you definitely need new blood. So pick a brand. Tito's vodka. Oh wait, that's not eight to eighty. <laughs> yeah, that's not eight to eighty. I think you guys have it with the. That's eighteen to the 80. candy. Unfortunately, they're already involved from a team perspective. You have Mars. You have. I mean, when you Hershey's. look, at, you look at Mars. They go by Wrigley for what a hundred million or two hundred million. Like, there's not many real players because mm-hmm. NASCAR said publicly in Sports Business Journal. We think this is a one billion dollar ten year deal. Well, how many companies can say I'm in? A, a company like M&M Mars can, and they have enough brands to be able to do it and pull from other brands to make it even make sense. So. Hershey's actually sent Dale and Amy a ton of candy, and then they decided they didn't want to get fat, so they put it in our upstairs <laughs> um, <laughs> fridge. No, they're both Is that what you mean? People. Hey! Oh, wow, whoa. <laughs> no, but like in the upstairs, oh, one of the um, vegetable things, no. they they uh, they put all the candy in there, so like it's just staring at, yeah. staring at you <laughs> don't every eat time me. you open Don't eat that. me. Don't eat me. But, but I, I want a fun marketing savvy sponsor yep. at the end of the day. Yeah. Thanks for interjecting, Kristen. Sure. My pleasure to give you some <clears> knowledge. <throat> Krispy Kreme Donuts sold their business yesterday for $1.3 billion Here to the owners of Keurig. I what know, is I was your just favorite about that. donut? Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme Cup Series. Krispy Kreme. Here we have it. And it was $1.3 billion. We Man, that'd be awesome. Krispy Kreme sold their brand? Yeah, they sold, sold their business. My, f- my favorite. So Kirk will be the parent company. So Kerry my- came in and bought all the shares because wow. Krispy Kreme was a uh, publicly yeah, public yeah. traded company. Damn. Man, so it's my first thirty seconds. Krispy Kreme is my favorite donut. Their glazed normal donut is the only one I like. I don't like all that crap and filling and sprinkles. And I want to. You like it warm, like heated oh, yeah, up? Yeah, hot now. <laughs> Krispy Kreme cup, we've got it. Going. Yes, Thor Bumper Clear is calling it. I like. Uh, they came out with a special edition, um, a red velvet donut one time. Oh. We were actually in Daytona when it came out, and I, I think me and Mike Davis actually drove over there to get them purposely. Yeah, and they were really good. But yeah. it, it's really hard to beat just a, just a glazed donut though, man. They're, <laughs> they're so they're so creamy and yeah. and, when and that, when that sugary. Hot ready sign is on. Hot yeah, ready. hot ready. Even at night, right now, like one Josh, o'clock in the morning, Josh, hot and ready. We gotta, we gotta change topics. Josh is getting really yeah. excited. About <laughs> Josh is, he's got sweat beads rolling down his head. He's doing hand motions over there. Wow, I'm getting worried. <laughs> he said, "Signs on, hot and ready." 
creepy. We need to get you a t-shirt, Kristen, that says hot and ready. (laughs) I just feel like that's unwanted attention. Yeah, that's a good one. Maybe one that, like, lights up, too. Hot now. (laughs) All right, we're going into hashtag AskDBC. We have chosen the best or funniest five AskDBC questions from Twitter. And you guys are going to choose our Facebook people. Oh, yeah. There are none on here. We didn't have any this week. Facebook Guys, you're, you need to, we need yeah. you to Where's get on our Facebook Facebookers? page. I'm on Spacebook. Spacebook. <laughs> so the best question that My you guys face. pick, we're going to mail an Elliot Sadler autographed hat to. Hello. At Kelly6116 asks, when did NASCAR start using spotters and why did they start and who was the first? It was the mid-80s. I do know that. Yeah, at uh, least the mid-80s. Good, good, two good friends of ours. We're, we're around then and still around now. Bob Jeffrey, yeah. who spots for Tony Stewart. Keith Barnwell, who no longer does a cup car unless it's David Gilliland and runs a plate race. He, he is actually a general manager of, a, of an Xfinity team. And they literally brought him in to, to give him an advantage. NASCAR didn't mandate you to have a spotter, so these guys would grab a radio, go up in the stands, and sit with the fans and just help their driver stay out of trouble. Well, then it caught on, and just like anything else in the sport, and it, and it progressed to the point that that teams were realizing that you know the '88 team had an advantage because they had TJ, and the '15 team that didn't have a spotter was at a disadvantage and driving into wrecks and not knowing when to pit and all those things. So that opened the door, and then NASCAR saw it as a big safety device opportunity they mandated them for race only then they mandated them for any times there's there's multiple cars on the track and it's grown from there yeah i i knew it was in the mid 80s there's there's a lot of pictures and stuff of you know late 80s with the spotter stands and there was guys up there with jorts on no shirts and headsets on this weekend it was brad yeah Yeah, Yeah, it was dover's usually a nice hot weekend for it's a hot and ready weekend for you know spotters up there it's really hot but uh, yeah, it's I don't you know I didn't I knew it was I knew it was Bob Jeffrey I didn't know Keith was up there but the rest of us came along after that. Yeah. At WSU Dinsmore Dinsmore asks, what are Spotter Brett and TJ Major's favorite paint schemes their drivers have ever run? Hmm. Go ahead. Man, I I've got a few that were that were cool. We we ran a Virginia Tech car with Elliot well, at Richmond. Cool. Yeah, man. And I mean, I'm not even a Hokie fan. Me either. I'm a Gamecock, but. Really cool car, really pretty car. And and then Elliot ran a black and white M&M's car at Daytona several years ago in the number 38. Gorgeous race car. You know, like, there, there, there's so many pretty paint schemes that I've seen and spotted, but those, those are two of my favorites for sure. Yeah. I like, um, we ran that gray ghost car. I think that was really cool. And I, I wish we could have put the chrome numbers on it. The reflective numbers would have been really, really cool. But I mean, I like our cars now. I like the um, I like the blue nationwide car. It just it's clean. It's clean, and the um, the exalted car we ran this weekend at Phoenix. I, I like it. It stands out. It's bright. Yeah. Um, it just looks good around the track. Spotters want a bright car. When they you, do. When you, when you put a a black dreary car, it's great at a small track. When mm-hmm. you go to a Pocono, a Michigan, a night race, you're like, where the hell is my car? You literally lose it. Because you're not only watching your car, you're watching another car. Then when you look back for your car, you're like, I can't find me. Menard always has a bright paint scheme. Justin. Yeah, I mean, there's just certain cars that are easy to find. So I, I liked, we ran the Wrangler car one time oh, at Daytona. That was so pretty cool. nostalgic, man. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty fun to spot that car. Yeah, beautiful race. That's, yeah. that's probably my one of my favorite paint schemes of all time, but I've not spotted that car. There's obviously. there's three or four paint schemes from that era right there that that um stand out big time. I mean, you just there's like the core the nine cores car stands out to me. Yeah. The Wrangler three. My two favorite cars when I was a kid and I'm talking young was the Pure Later Wood Brothers car. I thought it was really clean, a lot like the mm-hmm. nationwide car that TJ's referenced and the Chattanooga Chew car that David Pearson drove, man. Like, those were just two really pretty race cars to me. And then Dale Earnhardt came along with a Wrangler car, and I'm like, oh, now this one's the prettiest car. So now that's my guy. I was a kid, you know. I, yeah. You pull for drivers based on cars. That's why Kyle Busch has a lot of fans, you know. Yeah. Elliot, oh, Elliot M&Ms. got a lot of fans mm-hmm. because of M&Ms. M&Ms. My yeah. nephews love mm-hmm. Kyle Busch because of the M&M's car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did you teach them right now or what? I, I can't break them of the bad habit. They're eight. There's three boys that are eight. Runs in the family, you know. Hey! (laughs) At Beretta 3000 asks, listening to TJ spot the 29, and it's very interesting. How different is it spotting for a young driver? Uh, Spotting for Tyler is a lot different. He doesn't have a lot of experience, so you have to actually, you have to tell him a lot more, and you have to 
point out things that are getting ready to happen more. The Cup guys have been through a lot more races, and they know what's hap- what's getting ready to happen. Tyler, um, I have to just guide him more and tell him sometimes where to be on the racetrack so someone doesn't take advantage of him like the end of the race there. I would have had Tyler protecting the bottom. there, Or either protect the bottom or you give the bottom completely up. And to me, I'd rather go in on the bottom and let that guy know there's no way to get around me here. And he's probably not going to hit you to that going that fast. But um, you either do that or you commit to the second or third groove and hope he doesn't get into your quarter panel. Because he's not going to beat you out the corner. There's no way, you know, that he's going to win that race. So you got to tell a guy like Tyler um, just more of what's happening around him and, and be more um, aggressive with telling him what to do because he doesn't know. So... And he learns from that, and the next time you put him in that situation, you see him make the move before you tell him, which is fun. And that's what I like doing truck races with young guys and stuff. The worst thing you can do to a young driver is give him a new spotter, period. you, you got to take a young driver and put him with a veteran spotter, or you got to take a veteran driver. Who makes that decision for them? It, it just the depends. It, it, it can be the yeah. driver. It can be the general manager. It can be the crew chief. But when you look at the recipe for success, it's a young driver with a veteran spotter or a veteran driver with a young, aggressive spotter. The, the young driver, new spotter thing, it's very rare it works. Like we even uh, – there's – you know, I can tell Tyler a thousand times when Clint was racing him the other night, I told, he knew he was going to get him loose. There's nothing that you can do in that situation. Tyler knows. he's All you can do is say he's on your tight. On That's your what tight. we say. Well, on your tight means he. you couldn't put a sheet of paper between yeah. you and him. And on your tight means he's going to make you free. He's taking air off of your yeah. car. A young spotter is going to say, outside – we're going to say outside he's on you tight, which means if you floor it coming off the yeah. corner, you're going to wreck, which yeah. TJ's guy did anyway. <laughs> well, he was, he had tried to pass him about 16 different times. So, <laughs> But Tyler's one that, I mean, he has listened. He's actually been, Tyler's been pretty he's successful. Done, How old's Tyler? Uh, maybe 19. He's done really well. Yeah, I mean, won, we won Daytona and Dover last year, and he was in contention to win a few more. I've so. spotted for a lot of guys. My favorite young guy to spot for was Trevor Bain. Really? I, I could have told him to hit the pace car, and he'd have hit it. Yeah. I mean, because he was listening. He trusted he was, you that much? Listening, trusted, uh, willing to learn, anything that you say do. But, because here's the difference. That's the way Tyler if, is. If we're in practice and you say, hey, man, you're driving it in too deep, and he lifts early and he picks up two tents, there's not a change in the garage the crew chief is going to make to pick him up two tents. So the crew chief says, thank you, spotter. You just made my car go faster. The driver goes, thank you, spotter. You just made me look faster. So that's what I'm saying about the young guy, old guy thing, when the spotter driver balance. It, it matters a lot. How much interaction do you guys have with the engineers or the crew or car chiefs? On the cup side or truck side or all of it? All of it. Uh, More cup and Xfinity. Um, quite a bit. I mean, I meet with Greg and the engineers every Sunday morning. We go over pit road stuff. And and uh, I'll tell Greg when I see things like, hey, you know, he's doing this. I think he's doing this. He's having to, you know, he, we're getting beat right here. We're getting beat on entry. He has to lift earlier than these guys, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Crew guys are always walking up to us and saying on race day morning, how are we going to be? That's our interaction with those guys. From the engineer, crew chief, driver standpoint, it's what can I do to be better? It's a a little bit of a different conversation depending on the person on the team. At KJ Healy 420 asks, the military moved me to Concord three years and I can't find a good Mexican restaurant. Do you guys have any suggestions? I don't eat Mexican. Yelp. There's an app. (laughs) Yeah. Yelp. That's what I yell when I eat Mexican. Yelp. (laughs) (laughs) Yelp. Uh, Margaritas, Corona Light. There's there's a chain around here called Monterey's, that's probably in Concord. Yeah, maybe. I actually Why want don't you to be a, Mexican. I, I just don't really. Don't, I just not. You're I like chips and salsa, but I. You're yeah. un-American because you don't eat a Mexican. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of different. I don't know. I've just never been a been a huge fan of it. I don't Do know. Do you like I'm, guacamole? No. Do you like burritos? Depends on what's How in. How about it. nachos? Nacho cheese. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of cheese this is? Nacho cheese. Uh, SVT Cobra John asks, always wonder, do sponsors make money off of merchandise sold with their logo on it? Oh, a licensing question. I've been asked a million questions and never been asked this. So That's, it's, a, it's a weird sh- business. Shout out to this guy. So yeah. here's the thing, man. Back in the day, everybody had a business plan that said, we're going to split our royalties three ways. The driver is going to get a third. The sponsor is going to get a third. And the team is going to get a third. Well, then the model changed, and and it's ultimately all over the place now as far as who gets what. But the majority of times, the team is the acting agent for Mm -hmm. licensing. So the team is paid a 10% royalty fee of all royalties that come in just to be the acting agent. And then a lot of times, you still have the driver and team splitting the the licensing money. And in some occasions, on some occasions, the the sponsors too. And the sanctioning body. 
Yeah, the sanctioning body. The sanctioning body gets their piece if you see the NASCAR bar. Yep. So when you see the NASCAR bar, that's where they're getting their money. But but. And that's where I started, actually, in the licensing department of NASCAR. At NASCAR. So, mm-hmm. so when you don't see the NASCAR bar and we're at an ISC property like a Darlington, a Watkins Glen, a Michigan, NASCAR is still getting a percentage of licensing sales because they own the mm-hmm. property. Although it's not technically NASCAR. It's a subsidiary or separate company or whatever. Correct. Licensing is awesome, man. It's a, it's a big business. When you look at guys like Dale Jr., Tony Stewart, Jimmy Johnson, they can make a lot of money on licensing. When you look at... Some of the other guys, if they do really well, they can have 8% or 10% of their total revenue be licensing related. But, man, a, a guy like Dale Jr. kills it. Kills it. Kills it. Number hey, let's do, um, <clears throat> let's do another couple real quick just from you people that some? are. Yeah. Yeah. What's okay. your, what is your all-time favorite movie? Mine? Yeah, not not that type of movie either. Movie? Man, I got I got Dirty Dancing. I knew that I was knew. coming. <laughs> like, well, I knew that was coming. I've got Something About Mary. I've got Wedding Crashers. Is that hair gel? Step up one, two, and three. <laughs> wedding Crashers. Almost numbchoked you right there. <laughs> Mine, a meatloaf. Uh, I never know what she's doing back there. I, I think uh, I think I'm just gonna stop. I think I'm making an ass of myself right now. I like all. I like the right Bourne. Now. Like if you want to go somewhat recent, I like all the Jason Bourne movies. I thought those were cool. Yeah. But back, if you go back in the day, I like. Uh, oh man, what did I watch? The Sandlot. Used to watch That's that all the line. time. Yeah. I love the Sandlot, the Goonies. Goonies were funny. Oh, yeah, those were awesome. I, I like older stuff, man. Indiana Jones. Howard the Duck. Oh, How about Howard God. the Duck? Howard the no. Duck. Howard the Duck was no. awesome. What? No, I didn't like that movie. Breaking. You remember the movie Breaking? Did you ever watch that? No. That's a movie. No. Oh, inspired. Yeah, that. <laughs> I, I mean, Top Gun. Top, oh, Gun Top was Gun's awesome. a good one. Did you Until ever? That dude shot out of the plane and died. Goose. Goose? Goose, damn! Who was your favorite pilot? Maverick. Oh, you didn't. You weren't like a slider type guy or something. (laughs) (laughs) Wolfman, Iceman, Wolfman, Hollywood, Hollywood. Yeah, Naked Gun. Remember that movie? I do. That was were funny. (laughs) If my funny, uh, my favorite funny ones. Dangerfield was good. I like uh, like Step Brothers. That was funny too. I see my wife won't watch that. I, I mean, hilarious. if I watch that, it's got to be like with a bunch of buddies because I'll about cry laughing half yeah. the Super time. Super Troopers, but. I probably watched every day in college. Yeah. Woo! Hope That's you funny. like Mexico. Game of Stan All right. What is the best and worst thing you've seen at the track? This is a pretty good one. Man, I don't know. What's the What's the best thing? It could be at night. Could be on the track. <laughs> <laughs> The worst thing I've seen at the track are some of these mullets. Yeah, oh. Kentucky waterfalls. Yeah. Party in the <laughs> Kentucky waterfall. Business yeah, in the front, funny. party in the rear. Yeah. 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 They're bad. Squirrel pelt, whatever you want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the best thing for me at the track. Victory get, lane, getting baby. All, getting all sentimental is when a kid is having a good time Aww. and meets his favorite driver. Man, because I, I was that kid, you know, so when yeah. You, when I see a kid being interacted with by drivers, and, and more often than not, the drivers are willing, no matter what, what, how busy they are, to take time for kids. Like, man, that's that's special. That's Even big. the little kids in the front row flipping Kyle off. Yeah, <laughs> those same kids though want to meet him, which is awesome. <laughs> but that did happen after he wrecked us at Richmond that one year. That like the next three weeks, I could see kids in the front down the front row actually double like two of them. Yeah, and it was impressive. We were in Atlanta. I was in college, and, and we were on the Atlanta infield, and we walked to where the drivers walked from the garage to their motorhome lot. And this kid was screaming for Jeff Gordon. The kid was about 13, 14, you know, so a teenager. It's a teenager. Yeah. So Jeff Gordon walks over there. He signs the kid's autograph, and as soon as he does, the kid says, you still suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, man, I was a kid. I about died. Like, that was the funniest thing ever. But that yeah. same kid who's booing him and flipping him off still wants their autograph because it is. It still it looks up to him. Yeah, and Atlanta's cool because they actually have that little walkway there. Yeah. And the drivers all basically have to walk through there to get to their motorhomes, and you always have a chance at seeing. To see them. Yeah, and yeah. that, man. When you're a kid and you see Jeff Gordon walk by, That's or a big deal. dude, it's huge, man. Yeah. So, all right. It may your... or may not have been my roommate, and I just said it was a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> what's your rant? I don't, man. Uh, who was your favorite one um, to send the hat to? Hat. Josh always has to remind us of that. TJ yeah. picks this week. Oh, uh, let's see. I liked um, William um, Byron. <laughs> William. <laughs> big Willie style, all in it. 
Da na 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 na. Let's go Why with. Why don't you wear your watch during the week? Because I try to even up my tan lines. It's not working. Thanks, Captain from Obvious. From inside his <laughs> living room, playing <laughs> iRacing. Yeah. Um, I'll go with uh with with Kelly's question there. I like it. The whether they start using spotters. Yeah. I mean, that's thinking a little bit. She's obviously considering spotters' lives matter. Yeah. Hashtag. So, Hashtag. By yeah. the way, TJ has replenished what? the door bumper clear t-shirts. I have. Yes. Good. Uh, they will be. About time. They will be on the site maybe later tonight or tomorrow. Or you can so, come into the Junior Nation gift shop in Mooresville, North Carolina. Well, that's true. I have more outlets now, so you'll be able to purchase <laughs> them in more places. So. Do I have to pay for mine? Does a cat got climbing gear? No. Yes. He climbed. That's his He's nails. He's not giving you anything for free. <laughs> have you ever met this guy? Yeah. He's a tight ass. That was a what trick question. I? There's street signs named after him. One way. Are you going <laughs> to? I'll tell you what. I'll give you one, but you got to wear it next week with your jorts. All right. Jorts. Your Fine. jorts and a door bumper clear t-shirt. And you got to wear it all day. You got to cut it right here. I don't care if you cut it, whatever you do with it. Just my face is at the bottom, so don't cut my face. You going to wear it? Yeah, I'll wear it. All day. All day. Pictures and everything. Yes. Like you got to flex with it on. Yeah. Like Hulk it? Hulk yeah. It. Show some tattoos. Yeah. Yeah, some I more. I think my rant was earlier about inspection, man. I think we got to buckle down. Josh, what's your rant? Mm. Are you mad at us for talking about your sister? Is that true? <laughs> no, no. He said he was going to edit it out. Kind of kind of used to that. Let's just keep talking so he has to edit more about her. Yeah. <laughs> hey, by the way, I will say uh, the exalted people out there are awesome to work with. They do a really good job, man. They – um. They, I would just go up there to say hi to them, and they, always, I do, ended up doing a Q and A in their suite with the people, and they were awesome. Their guests, uh, they're just a really fun group to work with, and and really, uh, you know, a good time. No rant. Come on, give us a rant. I don't have a rant. Yeah, yes, you do. You don't have a rant about somebody swerving at you on seventy-seven or something. Well, that was you. Yeah, okay. was kind of <laughs> that was kind of ass. What's your rant? That does tick me off. I seventy-seven is just really irritating. Is this me. your rant? Yeah, okay. I am so sick of it. Whoa. It's yeah. constant traffic, regardless of the time. I could be driving home at ten p.m. from somewhere, and it's yeah. massive traffic. And it, then you have the buttholes in the left <laughs> lane who are going the speed <laughs> limit. Like, no, get over. God, oh, this is definitely a rant. It. I just if you they need stop, to figure it out. If you stop doing your hair in your mirror, someone needs to buy me a helicopter. I yeah, in, I do my makeup in the I was in Raleigh this weekend, and it's <laughs> so it's, it's you. It's worse than Charlotte. Raleigh's Raleigh's worse. No. Yes, it's junk. So uh. it's you. She just says she does her makeup in the car sometimes. Well, uh, if I'm just sitting there, can't you tell? Like, look, it looks like oh. I got dressed in the dark. It's all punched crooked. in the face. It does. It, it yeah. does look a little rough. We need to straighten that God, up. I cannot love you guys more than I do now. Would you just predict? What color is your pillow? White. Jeez, you have to wash it like every day. No, I take a shower and I wash my face every oh, night. Man, sure. our predictions. I had last You're on the free fall. I had last week's <laughs> in the bag. He's dominating. He's leading all the laps, and his pit crew sucks. But I called it. This That's is what I told me. you was going to happen. Yeah, you called it. So I lost. So where are we going this week, Dover? Yep. Monster Ooh. Mile. Oh, man. I, I, I don't know. If Where's I mean. that guy's list? Does he post a pit? Did he post a picture? We're now relying on our listeners no. to do our work for us. Uh, well, he started it. Yeah, he did do a good job. It's 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 hard not to go aggressive again after losing. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I have to pick first. Which which last? Are you being week, cautious with your pick? Last no, it's I, my it's my turn to pick first. No, 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 son. I lo- I lost. Oh, the loser picks. Yes. Okay. So so last week I was being really aggressive and I thought picked a winner. Just re- regardless of who TJ TJ was going to pick, I knew I was going to win, and I was until his pick crew sucked. <laughs> Until, until, until. Some guy making a lot of money didn't do his job. Who did you well. pick last week? Martin Truex. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. I had, so, I had the 20. So, so TJ wins with a guy who was fast but not anywhere near as fast as my What are you guy. talking about? He was like top three all night. So I feel like it's. It's it's time to go big again. Again? Again. Why are we going to use – we got like 20s. <laughs> Flexing our guns. I mean, we're going to be picking Benedetto here in a little bit. I know. It's not going <laughs> to be long. We're going to have Mike Harmon on yes. target. You're using this up. Don't go big. I you're got to, lose. man. No, you don't. I got to. I got to go real big. I know who you're going to pick. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> I know who I would pick. I, I, it, I'm, I'm, I'm between the 18 and the 48 on this deal. So, uh, we can only pick each guy once. Correct. 
Yeah, no, no. What have I'm I picked? Any... So I'm going to oh, go Jimmy Johnson. Good. I think it's right. his week. Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. So, TJ, you've picked Landon Castle and Matt Kenseth so far, so you can't pick either one of those. Who's he picked? Jimmy. Oh. David Reagan, Martin Trix Jr., and Jimmy now. I'll take Carl. Doug Carl. Mr. Concrete Carl, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> Get your backflips. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> He'll probably Jimmy will, Jimmy's car will probably get bombed by an F sixteen since we're so close to the Air Force Base and my picks are sucking. So. I know that Jimmy's usually really fast there. He can run the middle of the track and make it work really good. And Carl is really good there too. He always finds it's usually Jimmy and Carl racing for the win there. Concrete Carl. Kyle Is that his nickname? It is now. <laughs> yeah. Kyle is really good there, but Kyle he just He's good on the short run. He's going on a short run, but he will also hit the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, off the corner. He's so – Kyle's the only one you can read the door number consistently off the corner because it's because he's aiming towards the infield half the time. Yeah, he's so wheeling it. He, he's wheeling it. So, I'll, I'll stick with Carl. I think uh, a little bit of bad luck has bitten him, and he's going to come back strong. So. That was an exciting place, man. <clears throat> Long green flag runs. My dad's coming to the Xfinity race. Oh, oh cool. can we meet him? Yep. Sweet. Well, I don't know. Very cool. Yeah. I'm really excited. He and my uncle are coming. Are they from that area? Um, so we're 45 minutes from Baltimore, so yeah. it's like a two-hour drive. That's and I'm going bad. to yeah, going to an Orioles game with them on Thursday night. Yeah, stay at the casino. <laughs> no, I'm driving back to the team hotel. Red Roof Inn again. Ooh, <laughs> maybe he can come to Pocono. My bed bugs are almost. Yeah, my dad gone. wants to camp at Pocono. See, my bed bugs are almost gone. I got one little. Scar oh, I'm there. so proud. You don't look like you have oh, scabies man. anymore. I know. Red Roof Inn. Did they itch? Hell yeah, they itch. They he burn. looked like a walking. S- well, have you bed bugs? Hello. It's not like I said, hey, come bite me. <laughs> uh, I don't ever want to think about getting bed bugs. I'm sure. The $300 a night Red Roof Inn in Bristol, mm. that's where you get them. <laughs> Four night minimum comes yeah. with continental breakfast and bed bugs. <laughs> and bed bugs. <laughs> and bed bugs. It's so. next to a Target. Yeah. That's convenient. I still haven't thrown my luggage away yet. I'm thinking if I leave it in my Fumigate car long it. enough. That it'll just they'll die. Fumigate it. What do you mean fumigate? Because it's my favorite luggage. You hose it out with axe or something. <laughs> it's like when you take you tent your house like in Breaking Bad and make meth inside, but you don't make meth inside. You just <laughs> fumigate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make meth. We gotta go. <laughs> Holy cow, dude! You never watch Breaking Bad? Yes, no, but I don't. They use houses that are being fumigated to make drugs. Yes, thanks to One Main for having us. <laughs> yeah, we having us. In, we hope you learned a lot today in the Exalta Studio. Holla! Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for coming out. At One Main Financial, we believe in the importance of community. That means partnering with our neighbors to reach common goals, lending a hand when it matters most, and commitment to our neighborhoods. Community isn't just where you are. It's where you make a difference. One Main Financial, not just in the neighborhood, but part of your community. Providing personal loan solutions and one-on-one local service. One Main Financial, your needs, your goals, your dreams. Offer subject to restrictions and requirements of the licensee. For licensing information, visit our website or call us. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear, brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliott Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to OneMainRacing.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 